You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today we're going to do our mid-year check-in to take stock of where we are. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? This past weekend we did some spontaneous camping. And by spontaneous, I mean... I was texting with Andrew in the middle of the day on Wednesday, maybe, Mm -hmm. and I knew he was turning in his big grant on Friday, and I said, you want to go out of town this weekend? And he was like, yeah. So we love Western North Carolina. We go there all the time, or we try to. And so I had been looking at Airbnbs and stuff, and then I was like, wait a minute, Western North Carolina is much cooler in the summer. Maybe we could camp. Mm -hmm. Be so much cheaper. Found a campsite at the Van Hook Glade Campground, which is in the Nantahala National Forest. We drove out there. It rained a lot, but it was amazing. <laughs> and I loved it. Sounds so fun. What's new with you, Sarah? I am now showering in my new shower. Yay! There are no contractors at our house. We have a new laundry room. Just feels so good. The project from start to finish took less than two months once it got going. That's amazing. And it was a lot while it was happening, but now we are enjoying it. And I am so grateful that we took the steps to make it happen. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. Abby, what is your latest book? I recently listened to I'll Show Myself Out, Essays on Midlife and Motherhood by Jesse Klein. I heard about this book because there was an excerpt that was shared on The Cut about how motherhood is a hero's journey, and that really resonated with me. It was shared sort of all over on Facebook and Instagram, Mm -hmm. and I loved that part. So I got the audiobook from the library, and I will say I didn't love all of it as much as I love the first essay that I read, but there were some really great bits that made me laugh or felt really poignant. Mm Mm-hmm. There were some essays about aging and weight gain, and I just really don't have time for the social and cultural expectations that have been placed on women around those topics. And so I felt Mm -hmm. really annoyed reading about them Mm -hmm. in this book. But I think overall, there is more good and thoughtful and funny than the stuff that annoys me. So I would still recommend it. Nice. What have you been reading? I listened to 4,000 Weeks, Time Management for Mortals by Oliver Berkman. This is really an anti-time management book. Love it. The premise is that we have limited time, and if we accept that, that's when the magic happens. Trying to come up with the ideal organizational or planning system only gives the illusion that we're in control, Mm. and letting go of that illusion allows you to make clear choices about what matters to you instead of pretending that if you just did it a little bit better, you could fit it all in and wouldn't have to make those choices. I loved that perspective. It really jives with my own approach and gave me some encouragement slash validation that even if my organization is not the best, that doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong. It was hard for me to get into the print version, but once I switched over to the audio, I really loved it. Something about his writing style, having some of the work done for me, really helped me absorb the messages and not just put it down after a few paragraphs. Nice. I would recommend it. I thought there were some great insights, and it's also not a very long read, so not too much of a commitment to get that information. Let's move on to our topic for today, our mid-year check-in. What has happened in the first part of this year that you did not anticipate at the end of 2021? We got two new cats. (laughs) 
Again. <laughs> Again. So this is the same thing I said last year in our mid-year check-in. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we also got two new cats in January of last year. But as listeners know, 10 of 10 wouldn't change it, would recommend. <laughs> Love that for you. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Sarah? Mine is having phase one of our renovation complete. It honestly felt like such a stretch when I said we would take this on this year after talking about it for so long, but things really fell into place once we reached out to a contractor, and I feel really proud of us, and as I said, I love it so much. In our New Year episode, we listed some things we were hoping to carry forward into 2022. What were those, and how have you done with it? What I said then was I wanted to carry forward both kids enjoying school, the sense that I'm on the right track for my life, and the feeling that Andrew and I are a good team in parenting and life. And I will say that these things have definitely continued, and I'm even more affirmed that I'm on the right track career-wise, which I'll talk more about a little later. Nice. I said that I wanted to carry forward the energy of making the most of this time with our kids. I'm still really feeling that, and I regularly think to myself how much I not only love, but like my kids. They are such fun, interesting humans, and I truly enjoy spending time with them. There's definitely more I want to do together as a family to keep bringing this idea into our lives. More reading, more traveling, more game playing, but overall, I feel like we're doing pretty great. Let's give an update on our 2022 words and how that's going for us. I chose equilibrium, and my goal was to maintain this as much as possible in self-parenting and relationships and to remind myself that if it feels like I'm not in that equilibrium place, that we'll get back to it. Mm -hmm. And yes, I love this word. I made the absolute right choice, and I have, for the most part, been embodying it so far this year. So great job past me for choosing it and current me for living it. (laughs) (laughs) I chose the word adventure. I would say my expectations for this word have shifted since the start of the year. When I chose it, I was thinking about bigger adventures. I was inspired by Sarah Kotner of the So Connected podcast, who is currently on a family gap year and reading about other family travel adventures. Neil and I had several conversations at the end of the year about this and what it would look like to incorporate more traveling as a family, and I was, let's burn it down, sell everything, travel the world. (laughs) He's like, maybe we could try a two-week vacation. (laughs) Then we took a three-day trip to St. Louis, and on the way home, I looked at Neil, and I was like, okay, you were right. I do not want to travel for a year straight. (laughs) I've done some reflecting about what is important to me related to adventure, and the reality is I really like being home. I like the life we've created here. I want to show the kids the world and take more trips, but also this is not our only opportunity to do so, and I don't need to feel in this rush to cram it all in. Practically, I have limited vacation time right now, but that won't always be the case. So... I am shifting my focus to think about smaller adventures like more camping trips, which we all love, going to amusement parks or other day trip type things, or even just our regular trips to the pool and how much fun we have together and thinking about ways to bring the spirit of adventure into our everyday. I like that. 
looking ahead, the adventure I am most looking forward to is a trip to California over Thanksgiving break. And we decided we're going to take the train on the way out, which some people in my life have questioned whether that is a good idea, but I think it's a great idea and (laughs) that we're going to have a really fun time together and it'll be memorable and something we'll enjoy as a family. Now let's go over some specific areas and how we're doing so far this year. Let's start with self-care. I have read so much this year. I'm counting reading as my main mode of (laughs) self-care. Heck yeah. And I thought I might not. You know, going to school, I wasn't sure how it would be, but I've Mm -hmm. really continued to lean into reading for pleasure, and it is awesome. Also, I'm even better now at saying no to things and at asking for help from our community, which feels even more like ours, as I've talked about before. So great job, me, on the (laughs) self-care. Yeah. How is your self-care going, Sarah? I would say fine, but not great. I am still getting a good amount of sleep and feeling like I need less sleep after I got an iron infusion at the start of the year. Highly recommend getting your iron levels checked if you are consistently exhausted. But I have resorted to more zoning out and have a harder time choosing activities that require a little more effort, like reading. I've spent more time on Reddit, on my phone, and watching old gymnastics videos and less time picking up a book. That's changing a little bit now that my summer class is done, but when I was taking classes and working, parenting, and needing to care for a home in all the ways that you do, I just wanted to turn my brain off and felt overwhelmed by the words wanting my attention in books. Hmm. But I hope that that can change and that I'll feel more like you did and that I just leaned into my reading and it brought me so much joy. May that be true the second half of the year. Yes, I hope that for you. What about relationships, both marriage and friendships? Andrew continues to be a great companion for life. I really actually love how things have shifted for us this year. So long in our relationship, I was the one at home. I was doing all the things. Mm -hmm. And I really haven't been able to do that this year. And I love that. (laughs) I'm very glad about it. You know, as I've been more focused on the outside, the home things, there has been some adaptation required. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think it's positive. I think it has meant more equity in our marriage and in our relationship, and I'm really thankful for it. And I think despite the challenges, we have risen to the occasion. And I've already talked on the pod about how thankful I am for our Birmingham friends, most of them whom we've met through Plum Schooling. And I just have such great friends throughout the U.S. And as, you know, our entire family has been vaccinated, we've gotten to see more of those people. and. I just really love all my friends. I'm rich in friendship. You are. For me, marriage is going really well. I just love Neil. We celebrated (laughs) our 13-year anniversary last month by spending the day painting trim in the heat. True love. (laughs) (laughs) But even while I was wishing for a more relaxing celebration, I kept thinking about how much I love being in partnership with him. He is so steady and thoughtful. I've also been thinking a lot about values and how tricky it can be to find people who truly share your values. Mm. But Neil is that person for me, and it feels great to go through life with someone I connect with on that level. I will say it feels like we haven't had much time together these last months. It's been a lot with school and the renovation and life. 
In the summer, it feels a bit like we are ships passing in the night as I'm working more on the weekends, which is great for summer parenting in that my schedule is more freed up during the week so I can take on more of that then and then Neil is the primary parent on the weekend. But it does mean we don't see each other very much because there aren't that many days where one of us isn't working. Mm -hmm. I think this is the part where I'm supposed to commit to planning a regular time where we're hanging out together. But that has never really worked for us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay. I think it's okay to say that we don't need regularly scheduled dates. I think we are finding small ways to connect and our marriage feels really strong. In terms of friendships, I feel like I am maintaining the friendships that I have, and I'm so grateful for those relationships, but don't feel like I have as much time to invest in them as I would like. It sort of feels like I'm doing the minimum to keep them going, but not moving them forward, if that makes sense. And I hope that when I am out of school, that shifts, and I'm just trying to keep in perspective that this is what's happening now. It's not forever. And having gratitude for the friendships I have in my life. What about physical health? With having so much more going on outside the house, I feel that I have gotten much better at going to sleep early. And mm. I think being into reading has helped with that too, because I always read my Kindle before I go to sleep. Mm hmm. I'm also biking so much with the e-bike and yeah. even on the days when I don't take the kids, like when I have a clinical that I have to go to at 630 in the morning or something, it's so much easier to get on the bike and go than to get mm -hmm. in the car and have to worry about parking and then walking. And mm -hmm. where I could park, it's almost as far as my bike ride to walk. <laughs> so it's like saves me time really in the morning. So I am just loving the biking life. And I feel it in my body. I feel stronger. You know, biking a giant bike and almost 100 pounds of child <laughs> around really helps with the muscle building and the cardiovascular yeah. fitness. So I'm feeling awesome about that. We'll say that food has been a challenge as no one is really cooking in our house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I was cooking almost every meal that was home cooked before. I think Andrew would often step in for one of the dinners on the weekends, and he's a very mm -hmm. good breakfast maker, so he would do a lot of breakfast, and we still do eat breakfast at home and have been eating a lot of eggs and enjoying fresh eggs from our chickens. But in terms of grocery shopping and planning things, I mean, it's just not happening. It's basically mm -hmm. been the year of Trader Joe's and takeout. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get back to more home cooking after I graduate, but that is the season that we are in. And it is what it is. Sure is. Mostly physically, I'm feeling great. As I said, getting the iron infusion at the start of the year was a game changer. It was incredibly validating to know that there was an underlying cause to my exhaustion and that there was a way to fix it. I got sick in March and felt so tired. And I was like, oh, this is what it was like for me all the time before. Oh, my gosh. And I just habituated to it and felt bad but didn't quite realize how bad I was feeling. So that made me appreciate how much better I feel now. I'm so glad. Me too. At the start of this year, I was only a month out from surgery and getting ready to ease back into exercise. January was hard for that, just as it's always hard and less fun to come back after time off, but I feel like I'm in a great place now 
I'm going to Orange Theory an average of three times a week, and I also started running outside this spring. I completed my first 10K in June and am signed up for another one this fall, and it's been fun to have that goal to work towards. I would say this is the area I feel most successful in, in terms of self-care. I really noticed in the last year that the days I don't exercise, my mood really tanks and Mm. I am much more irritable. And making that connection has been a huge source of motivation for me to keep going and make time to fit it in, even when I'm not making time for a lot of other things, because I feel so much better physically, emotionally, and mentally on the days when I work out. I agree with everything you said, re-food and meal planning. It has been a real challenge over here, (laughs) and we have not risen to meet it. We just start doing it. We are eating food, but not meal planning or regularly grocery shopping. If someone had told me that before, I would have thought, but how is that possible? Here's how. We just don't do it. We just don't plan meals. We just don't make regular grocery trips. And then every week and a half or so, we do a crisis grocery shop where we pick up the things we absolutely need. We eat lots of chips with melted cheese, lots of quesadillas, and a lot more eating out for lunches because there are no leftovers because all we had for dinner were chips with cheese melted on it. (laughs) (laughs) I want this to be better in the second half of the year and come up with a system But it's one of those things where coming up with the system feels overwhelming, too. Mm -hmm. And then you have to implement the system, yes, which is work in and of itself. Even if the system's perfect, you still have to follow it. And I'm not sure I can commit to that. (laughs) Same. I am not sure what the answer is. I have been missing eating our regular food, but I have not missed cooking. That's been fine to not do that. I love that. We'll just see how that goes. But I'm expecting more of the same. (laughs) How have things been going in the parenting realm? You know, similar to the ways that my relationship with Andrew has had to change and adapt to me having an outside-the-home focus, my children have also been coping with that. And I think Mm -hmm. a three-year-old and a six-year-old have their own developmental things they're working on, Mm -hmm. which I have certainly noticed. And so the relationship with my kids has been a little rocky. They've really pushed back against the change of me being less available at home. Mm -hmm. But I feel so convinced within myself that I'm on the right path Mm -hmm. that it's been, I won't say easy, but it's been really doable to meet their discomfort with the changes, with empathy and respect for the feelings, yet I'm not taking them on. Mm -hmm. And I just really think that that has been good for all of us. And I think I'm already starting to see a change in them as we talk more about why am I not here some of the days of the week when I have to be in clinic? And what is important to me about that? And what is important to the world about the work that I'm doing? And what is important about being able to be self-sufficient or autonomous in packing your lunch and stuff like that, you know, things that I would have Mm -hmm. just done for them before. So I think it's been a growth place for them, which isn't always easy, but I do think it's positive in the long run. Yeah. It sounds like you have a lot of clarity around it. Thank you. In parenting for us, I am still just feeling grateful we invested in parenting therapy when we did that a year or two ago. Things feel much easier And there are multiple times a week I will catch myself responding calmly to something that would have triggered me in the past. Mm. 
it definitely helps that the kids are more independent now and require less physically from us. One thing I'd like to get back to is reading aloud together in the evenings. I feel like this is one of the most enjoyable ways I connect with my kids on a regular basis, and it has definitely become less frequent over the last few months, which I think is a combination of me feeling worn out by the end of the day and just not being able to muster the energy to do that. Mm -hmm. They're reading their own books, so it's still reading time. It's just not me reading with them. And also in the summer, the pool's open till seven, and we've been staying there a lot of weeknights until close. Mm -hmm. And that leaves very little time once we get home. So while I think everything's going fine in that realm, it's something I enjoy so much that I want to try and prioritize that going forward and bring that back as a regular part of my interactions with my kids. There will be times during the long winter cold nights for more reading mm -hmm. together. It's true. How are things going professionally? I'm sure I've said this on the pod before, but so far nursing has just felt like such a great combination of things that I like, like science and evidence, and also things that I'm good at, like talking mm -hmm. to people and sort of cultivating my natural empathy and connectedness to other humans. It just has felt like so validating to be on this path. So I'm just really, really thankful for that. I also recently went to a training to become a birth assistant for a home birth midwife here in Birmingham. And I'm looking forward to being part of that community birth space while I continue to also work within the medical industrial complex. I think it will be a nice balance for me, or at least that's my hope going forward. Yeah, absolutely. My work feels much the same. I feel grateful I made the switch I did last summer into my current job. I really enjoy my colleagues, have a great supervisor. I love the variety of work that I get to do. Nothing much has changed in this realm, but I am just hoping it continues as I feel like I'm in a great spot. Sometimes I do start worrying about the future and what is it that I really want out of my career. And I love working 25 hours a week, and yet I'm getting a degree where all the jobs are full time. How am I going to square that circle? But then I remind myself that things are going well now. I am creating options for myself and to just keep going. I like that. What's been happening in your life creatively so far this year? I think my creativity has looked different this year. It's been much more of a practical creativity. It's like mm -hmm. making things work schedule-wise for our family, figuring uh -huh. out something creative to have for dinner again. <laughs> And then also getting more plants and pots because my cats keep knocking them down and breaking the pots and eating the plants. <laughs> uh huh. So thanks for that, cats. You're allowing me a creative outlet. <laughs> there you go. Things could be better in the creative part of my life. When I started going back to school, I stopped playing the piano regularly and have really missed that creative outlet. I would say the podcast is my main creative pursuit at the moment, but I would have to say that lately that has felt pretty rushed and like we are making it happen, but only just barely. I would like more creativity, but I also feel like this is maybe just not that season. Like if we can't even get to the grocery store, maybe what I need is not more piano playing, or maybe it is. I don't know, but I would say it's lower on the priority list of things I am trying to cultivate right now with a hope that 
it will come back at a later time. I also think you managing your renovation and making all those decisions was some creativity too. Just want to put that out there that I feel like you mm-hmm. made had to make a lot of choices in terms of tile and paint and all that stuff that requires some amount of creativity in choosing. I think it requires some amount of creativity, but it's not something that I enjoy, that I find Mm. it really stressful. And so I'm not sure that on the balance it came out as a net positive. I was just so glad when it was done. (laughs) But I did a great job. You did. It's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, friend. And thanks for fielding all my text messages where I asked for your opinion. I love that stuff. I do enjoy (laughs) it. I love to make decisions. Well, I was happy to bring you in. Our last area to discuss is our home and physical environment. Earlier this year, I talked about hiring a housekeeper. Mm -hmm. I did it. She's been amazing. She started in January. I love her. I love her energy. I love the excellent work she does. It's just so nice to have a really clean house every two weeks. It also makes us pick up all the clutter every two weeks Mm -hmm. so that her time is better spent on things like actually cleaning the floors rather than picking up all the junk off the floors. So two thumbs up. We're so lucky to be able to afford it. And I love her. In terms of our outdoor environment, I did some planning in our front yard last fall, and now I'm seeing the benefits of that, especially on the sunny side of the yard. I'm going to have to rethink the shadier side. I did not realize there would be such a difference in Mm. sunny versus shady, but I planted Mm -hmm. two butterfly bushes out there, and the one on the sunny side is huge and has all these blooms. The one on the shady side is very small and sad. (laughs) (laughs) So I might try and move that to a sunnier place Mm -hmm. and then figure out a more shade-friendly situation over there. And in our garden, I didn't plant anything this year, but tons of our zinnias that we grew last year self-seeded they're basically filling up the whole garden and Mm -hmm. it's so colorful and beautiful (laughs) I'm kind of obsessed with it and those zinnias growing inspired me to put in some watermelon seeds and sunflower seeds and so those are coming up now so that's really fun I've also been dreaming about decorating our home, I think, because I've been inspired by your renovation Mm -hmm. and Kelsey of the girl next door Just bought a second home in Wisconsin, and I started feeling really energized about making our space our own, like seeing her go on that journey. So I've been buying a few small art pieces here and there as I've seen things that I love, and I'm looking forward to doing more of that as the year continues. Yeah. I would say overall, our home and physical environment is fine. I have so loved doing the renovation and just feeling inspired to reorganize our spaces and make the spaces work for us. I recently downloaded a minimalist audiobook that I can listen to while organizing things in the various spaces. The dream. <laughs> but we really struggle to keep up with the home tidiness. I think we've been doing okay on cleaning. Neil has taken a lot of that on this year where it'll get not so great and then on Saturday he'll spend time getting things back in order. But the tidiness is so hard. We'll get inspired and talk about how we're going to do a 10-minute family cleanup after dinner every day. And we'll do that for a few days. And then we just fall off, all of us. And maybe that's okay. Am I just always going to be an unorganized human with a messy house? I'm not sure. Maybe. 
And maybe that's okay. Maybe I'm just not the person who's going to live in a house where everything's put away. Maybe I'm the person who just lets things get bad and then resets everything and then it's a slow decline and that's just the way that I operate. But I am hoping to spend some time this month while I'm not in school getting these spaces organized and trying to come up with some systems that will work well for us going into the school year. I think there are some things now that we have the old laundry space that is going to become our pantry where things can become more accessible to the kids that before we kept them in higher places because that's what was available. Mm -hmm. And just figuring out how are we going to utilize all this new storage and then possibly moving the kids into separate rooms and then Neil and I moving into the back room. Mm. Eventually, that's phase two of our renovation is to redo that space. But we were talking that maybe it would be good for us to just go ahead and move back there and mm-hmm. treat the second living space as our bedroom and the old workroom as our closet and have a chance to be back there and kind of think about how ultimately we want the space to be used. And I think having the kids. Even if they're still sleeping in the same room, having their stuff separated out, there's just too much stuff for this space. And while I would love to just get rid of almost everything, that is not something my children are on board with. (laughs) And getting it to the point where really all of your stuff can be in these rooms and out of the family living spaces, I think would ultimately help where it may not be organized, but I can shut the doors and not see it Mm -hmm. in a way that is hard to do in our current setup. Yeah. I will say that we have a pretty firm rule that all the kids stuff that you want to keep, so that's pictures, that's little junky toys and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, has to be upstairs if you don't want it in the trash Yeah, overnight. So that has really worked for us, and I would think it would work for y'all too. Yeah. Looking ahead to the near future, what are you anticipating in the second half of this year, both in terms of general events and any challenges you foresee? I know that I have so much schoolwork in the next few weeks. Uh huh. My summer semester ends, I think, the 15th of August, something like that. And then my final semester of nursing school will start the 22nd, maybe. And then there will be job applications and lots of networking. I think that the jobs that I want in labor and delivery and sort of new baby areas are very coveted, that there will be lots of competition. Mm-hmm. And so... It feels really important to me to get good grades and to also make the connections so that I can work in the places that I want to work in. Yeah. It will be first grade for Plum starting at the beginning of August and maybe a new classroom at school for Pepper. Honestly, I haven't even paid attention to how his daycare (laughs) does that (laughs) progression stuff, but probably Uh he'll do that. So we'll deal with that as it comes. And then Andrew has so many grants due. So things are Mm. just moving. Yeah. We are also going to see some family and friends who we haven't seen in a long time this year, including meeting a very new special baby, and I cannot wait. What's coming up for you in the second half of 2022, Sarah? The first section I am focused on is just the rest of July. There are less than four weeks until school starts, and I really just want to soak up the rest of summer with no classes, reading more, lots of time at the pool, reading aloud with the kids. Then, looking ahead to the fall semester, I think it will be a lot just like the spring one was. The challenges for us are keeping our house at an acceptable level of tidiness. The bar is low, but we still haven't been clearing it, and I would (laughs) like to do that. Having food for our regular meals and finding time to read. 
both me individually and with the kids. How do you want to be intentional about the year going forward? I am just in one step at a time, do the next right thing mode, and I'm just going to keep going with that. That has been working with me so far for this year. It works for school. It works for parenting. It works for travel planning. And so that is my intention for the rest of the year. I love that. Mine is spending some time this summer before school gets going to come up with ways to make the fall easier. Mm. I already know it's going to be a lot. And so I'm trying to spend some time really thinking about what can I do to make this less overwhelming. Hopefully, I'll come up with lots of great plans. Oh, yes. Please tell me them when you do. (laughs) Our number one priority is figuring out the food situation. I don't have aspirations of us making elaborate home-cooked meals regularly Mm -hmm. because I just think that is out of reach and we need to plan something more realistic. But is it ordering groceries that Neil can pick up on the way home and having a standing order of all these regular things? Is it writing out a list of easy meals that we can both look at and pull from when we're trying to go to the grocery store and saying, okay, we know we can at least do these meals? Is it getting more frozen food? There are lots of things that I need to tackle, but this one feels like the most important or pressing to figure out. Mm -hmm. In our New Year episode, we listed a few specific goals for the new year. Let's check in on how those are going. I said that I wanted to find a physical activity that works for my schedule in life that I can do consistently to support my emotional health, and it is biking. I love it. Yay. (laughs) I also said I wanted to hire a cleaning person. Check. Did that. Love her. (laughs) And then I said I wanted to embrace more frugality than I did the past year. Mm -hmm. I'm terrible at frugality, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I am an instant gratification. I want it and I want it now kind of person. It's not great when I have an income and it's even worse when I don't have an income, like when I'm in Mm. school full time this year. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But also I'm not beating myself up about it. Yeah. It just makes sense. We have been buying more convenience foods. There have been things that I needed that I didn't necessarily anticipate needing, like having to wear scrubs every day. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that where it's like I just had to buy it. And I think because of the non-frugal choices that I have made this year, the next couple years will be about financially recovering from this year of convenience foods and an instant gratification. But I welcome that challenge. And honestly, we're privileged to say that it will be fine. So I'm going to work on it, but I'm also not beating myself up because I have not embraced the frugality that I could have. Yeah, that sounds like a very reasonable place to be. Thank you. I am cultivating equilibrium there as well. There you go. (laughs) I said I wanted to get back into working out at Orange Theory after the break I had from my surgery. That's been great. I've been going regularly and really enjoy having that as part of my life. I also said I wanted to find a mindfulness or gratitude practice that centers me. I haven't been doing this in a really obvious way, but I do feel like I have cultivated a lot of gratitude in my life just as a regular part of my day, Mm -hmm. even if it's not a formal practice. So that feels good. I also said I wanted to play more games, both with the kids and Neil, and we've been doing that. Not super regularly, but regularly enough that it feels like a fun part of our lives. And then get a handle on the garden. That did not happen. There is nothing planted. It is a garden of weeds. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll plant a fall garden, but honestly, this is so low on my priority list to figure out the outside of our house. I walk up and I feel 
Shame might be too strong of a word, but <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's not a great look in our front yard. We do have a really beautiful tree that I told Neil recently is one of the top 10 things in my life that brings me joy is looking at this tree. So good. <laughs> so that part's going really well. But, you know, it's fine. There's next year. Maybe I'll plant some flowers. I'm sort of inspired by your zinnias to think that if I get those weeds out and just plant some flower seeds and water it, that could bring me a lot of joy. Yes. But not be such a big commitment. I will mail you some marigold and zinnia seeds because they're coming out our ears. So I'll put them in the mail later today. That would be great. Do you have any specific goals for the second half of the year? My goals are to get a job and pass the NCLEX, which are the nursing boards, Mm -hmm. and to love Andrew and the kids well. That's it. Those are the goals. Those are some big goals, though. Yes. Mine are to reach out to an architect about phase two of our house project and order the windows and doors. I don't think the project itself will get going until next spring, but I'd like to do a lot of the prep work this fall, figuring out the flooring, the siding, making a lot of those decisions so that it can go really smoothly in the spring. Mm -hmm. And that's it. There are so many areas I would like to improve, but while I'm in school, I am lowering expectations and accepting that just getting by in lots of areas is okay. Absolutely. Listeners, we would love to hear how your goals and intentions are going at this halfway point in 2022. Let's end as we always do by sharing something we've been eating lately. This is something I made a few months ago. Kelsey had recommended the No Fuss Family Cookbook, Mm. and I checked that out from the library and made these frittata muffins. It was nice because you put a lot of things in the blender, the eggs and whatever dairy was in, and a bunch of herbs and blended that up. And then you had the sautéed vegetables. I did onions and spinach in the little muffin tins. And then you just poured the stuff on top of it. Mm -hmm. And that was really great. I really liked it. I would say my family was maybe less enthusiastic overall, but I thought it was a great dinner and then really nice just to eat cold in the morning as a Mm -hmm. breakfast and really enjoyed it. So will be making again in the future. Yum. What have you been eating? I have been making the Gimme Some Oven Easy Beef Stroganoff. Hmm. I got in the mood for beef stroganoff when one of my pals at nursing school had beef stroganoff leftovers in her lunch. Mm-hmm. And I said, mm, I haven't made that in years. And that looks amazing. And we put it over egg noodles. And I am really into it. Sounds amazing. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us, friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. Did I say something weird? No, I was thinking about how often I make beans and rice and how Andrew was like, I'm the PI who farts all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is what it is, Andrew. (laughs) Sorry.